Hey guys, it's Heaven from Just a Grown True Crime, and today I'm going to be telling you about this app called Anchor. It helped me start my podcast, and it can help you start yours. Anchor is a free app that lets you use it from your phone or your computer. So if you want to do it on the go, and you want to just record, you can record one. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more to get your own podcast out there. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you want in just one podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I did. What are you waiting for? Hey guys, welcome back to Just a Girl in True Crime. I am your host, Heaven. So first off, let me say I'm very, very, very sorry that I have not uploaded the second part of the Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard part two case. Um, you know, with the holidays and COVID just getting worse and everything, it's just been completely crazy. I've actually had these, this five pages of notes, um, down for like a week and I work a full-time job Monday through Friday and with my two kids, it's just a lot sometimes and I'm trying to like fit it all, but I promise I'm going to get better. (laughs) I swear. Okay. So if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend you going back and listening to it before listening to this part, but, um, I'm just going to give you a little recap of what part one was about. Um, part one we went over where, um, Dee Dee said that Gypsy had a lot of medical conditions that weren't true. She obviously falsely made them and convinced a whole bunch of people that she was this devoted mom and caregiver caregiver when that actually was not the case she was just lying so they basically could get free stuff and she and gypsy actually fooled a whole bunch of people i'm not for me saying that i'm not blaming gypsy as much because she was brainwashed into thinking that all of this stuff was wrong mainly i say it was Dee causing the lying and everything and just making people go um with the lie so we're gonna pick up where we left off um so let's just hop right into part two so Dee Dee was lying to people about gypsy's age including her daughter gypsy saying she was born in 1993 when she was actually born in 1991. So Gypsy never really knew her actual age just because of that, because of her mom lying. So um, Gypsy and Dee Dee would actually go to a lot of like conventions and Gypsy would dress up mainly as like different characters, but I think mainly she would dress up as Disney princesses. So when that to me is um like cosplay i think i'm pronouncing that right but i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure i think it's cosplay if i'm not just tell me and i'll address it in my next episode i promise 
Um, while being there, she actually befriended a guy who is remained anonymous this whole time. And I tried to find his name, but that's the point of being anonymous. They never put out his name. So I listened to um, True Crime Obsessed, where they did the doc series on, not on, with Gypsy and everything, saying like what she said. I know, I think it's Mommy Dead and Daughter Dearest, I think, I'm not sure, I always get it mixed up. I haven't watched that doc series yet, I've only watched Hulu the act on Hulu it's on my bucket list to watch it um, so I can get a little bit more information but it was said that when she befriended this person um, she told him you know hey my mom does all of this stuff to me and everything and he was like you know why don't you just come live with me in Arkansas and Gypsy was like yeah okay I'm I'm sorry with being a mom of two, I would never, ever hope in my wildest dream that one of my kids would come up to me or their dad and go, Hey, uh, I'm, I just met this person and I'm going to live with them in so-and-so state. <laughs> because I would say, you're crazy, you're grounded forever and you're not going anywhere. Get your butt back in this house. You're grounded forever. I don't even care if you're 18. <laughs> you're never leaving. I think every parent would react like that, though. But, unfortunately, um, Dee Dee found Gypsy within the four hours. So, it didn't last long. And she ended up actually convincing this guy that she was a minor and she wasn't as old as she said she was. And that she had all of these problems wrong with her. And stuff like that. And my question, like, for the guy is, uh, you know, if she told you all of this happened why didn't you go to the authorities why didn't you say something you know why would you just like brush it off just because her mom convinced her something obviously if she wasn't in a wheelchair or anything obviously something should have triggered like hey if she can actually walk then she doesn't need the wheelchair shouldn't i tell somebody but he didn't i don't know why i didn't but you know that's that's on him that, that's that's whatever he decided to do. Um, so after they got back home, Dee Dee actually smashed the computer and everything and then physically restrained Gypsy to her bed when they got home. Gypsy also stated her mother would sometimes hit and deny her food, which is crazy because you, as a mom, you carry this child for nine months. How are you going to turn and do these heinous things to them like flip it's almost like you flip a switch right you just do all that and it's just mind-boggling because I don't even like disciplining my kids I don't even like to yell or like just pat them on the butt when they do something wrong because I instantly feel bad like it's like mom guilt and like if they're crying I'm like oh come here mommy 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 sorry you know stuff like that and I feel bad and their dad's like, you can't do that. You can't be soft. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I, I just fully can't. Um, actually, funny thing. I told my husband that I started a podcast. And he was like, oh, what's it about? And I was like, true crime. And he kind of just like rolled his eyes because 
he doesn't understand why I'm obsessed with true crime and I told him like I can't explain it it's just something I'm very passionate about and one day when you dropped me off at work I was telling him about it and he's like oh well what's your podcast name and stuff like that so like I gave him the podcast name and he I said don't listen to it yet because I only have one one podcast and it's not long it's kind of probably sucky because I'm new to it so I don't know what I'm doing well he texted me when he got to work and he's like oh it's not a bad podcast and I'm like wow I don't know if he's lying to me or actually telling me the truth because he knows I'd get hurt if he said it sucks because he knows I'm I'm such a sensitive person and stuff like that so I hope he's not lying because that would just break my heart all right anyway let's let's just stop getting off topic here so um gypsy did actually manage to get on back online so uh, probably she bought a compute uh, bought another computer and she actually then got onto a dating christian site where she actually met this guy named nicholas gojon um, so before I actually go into Nick and Gypsy's relationship, um, I'm going to be telling you just a little bit of inf- information that I found about Nick and everything like that. So Nick's parents were Stephanie and Bobby, and they were married until Nick was about three or four, and then that so between those two ages, they actually got divorced, leaving his mom Stephanie to care for, care for him by herself from her being divorced until he was 15. He was born May 20th, 1989 in Big Bend, Wisconsin. And he actually lived with his mom, Stephanie, and his stepdad, Charles, who actually got married and everything like that. So he just lived with them. I didn't find much on his actual father and whatnot um he just mainly resided with his mom and his stepdad um so he was reportedly um diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder and a low average iq which he did say he had it from kindergarten till 12th grade where he was actually placed in special education But Nick did go on to say that even though he thought it was weird, he was actually considered one of the smartest kids in his class just because of his high-functioning autism and his Asperger's syndrome. Um, When they tested his IQ, it was actually a score of 82, which is actually equivalent to a 10-year-old child so he could have been like you know 18 and you think like when you're 18 you should be like thinking almost like probably like a 17 18 year old but that wasn't the case for him he actually just thought like a child so he could have been this age but he actually thought this age which is crazy and also a little bit sad um so he said he uh was lonely in his childhood and his dad his real dad Bobby 
I'm pretty sure that's his name. I didn't write it down, but it does sound right. It's Bobby. If not, I will address that in the um, actual thing as well. So his dad said it was actually hard for him to make friends, and he was just always by himself. He grew up by himself, you know, like how people have like gangs, posses, cliques, whatever you want to call them. Um, He just wasn't in them, and he just didn't have a lot of friends, which I felt this on a personal level because when I moved from where I used to live up into a new town like three hours away, um, it was very, it was hard to make friends because, you know, starting my eighth grade, people would just call me ugly and it really hurt my self-esteem a lot. Um, I had terrible acne and people, like, I'd hear side marks, like, side comments and rude remarks and everything saying, oh, I must just eat too greasy food and, and stuff like that. So, like, there things hurt like that. And it made my confidence level go down a lot. Like, I lost a lot of self-esteem, and I struggle with it still to this day um, and stuff like that. So it's definitely hard, but I try not to let it get to me anymore because I'm like, well, I'm 24 now and stuff like that. But I've definitely felt like that he felt he didn't have anybody, and I totally get... Um, his, he had like one or two friends, but his friends were mainly his family, which sucks because I don't feel like your family should be friends because you can't act a certain way around your family. That's why people or kids have friends so they can act goofy and do goofy crap around. Like no one wants to be friends. Like who, oh, who's your best friend? (laughs) My dad. No, that's just not normal to me, but hey. I feel bad for him. So, um, in 2013, he actually ran ran into a problem with the law. Uh, He was at a McDonald's, and he was caught fondling himself at the McDonald's, and he was watching porn. Listen, if you watch porn, that's fine if you do that. Um, do that in the comfort of your own home where, you know, you're by yourself, like in your room or something, you're not out in public, in public, in like a family situation where there's kids around, especially at a McDonald's, just, just do it on your own time. Um, he was there for nine hours. So my thing is, why didn't any of like the managers, employees, why did they let it go for so long? Like, are you crazy? That That is just insane to me. So when the police came, they actually found a large folding knife in his pocket and he was charged with carrying a concealed weapon and disorderly conduct. So that is insane. Um, so before he met... Before he met Gypsy, he said... He kind of referred to himself himself as a recluse. Um, so Nick did actually have one huge interest in that was in computers, and he did want to be a computer repairman, but it didn't work out. He said he tried to get into it, but they really just weren't happy with 
how long it took him to grasp the concept of getting something. And they were just like, ah, no, we, we just can't do it. Which I feel, I feel that way about math. Because someone can explain something to me 500 times in math and I'd be like, huh? I'd probably still look at them and be like, yeah, no, I have no idea. Math is my worst enemy. Ask my husband, ask my friends. They'll tell you. I, I could tell you a whole bunch of stuff about serial killers. I saw this actually on Facebook and I texted it to him and I said, isn't this true? I can tell you so much about like serial killers, but when it comes to math, zilch. Like, it's like um, in a, it's like it's in a different language or something. I, I don't know. Like, I got something, but I struggled a lot at math and it sucked. I, I really hate math. Um, so after the computer program failed, um, he stated that it was, he really wasn't able to pursue any other paths of any type of careers because of all of that. And then he actually just became iso- further isolated from people where he just was really staying to himself. He didn't go out and have friends, but it was probably hard with his autism, I'm assuming, for him to have all the social skills that some people have. You know how, like, some people can be, like, socially awkward? That's what I also feel like Nick had. Um, but he did, since he had an interest in computers, he did actually find comfort and connection online. And I get this because it's easier to talk to somebody over a screen versus face-to-face because they're not judging you. And you just feel like it's different now. I'm not saying go talk to strangers or anything like that. I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it. So don't take this as the wrong way. But I definitely feel like it is definitely easier to do it because you're not, you're not actually sitting face to face with them, if that makes sense. Now, I'm, like I said, don't go up and meet some stranger and start talking. I don't like talking to strangers. And I've told my kids about stranger danger, you know, it was crazy. We actually just went to a fish store two weekends ago and they were looking at the fish the salt water tank and some guy just came up like and started talking and me and my husband were just like talking to like talking to him and everything and my kids were like showing him the fish and then it was his time to like go up in line he's like oh I gotta go and they were like bye and it was cute but I tell our oldest especially our oldest because I'm like you just don't talk to anybody unless mommy and daddy know them or we're talking to them and you want to say hi or something. But they're always, like, close. I'm so protective over my kids. All right. I could just ramble about this, but we got to stay on topic. <laughs> okay. Um. So, like I did say, he referred to himself as a recluse before he met Gypsy. Now that I did tell you a little bit about Nick's life, we're going to talk about actually how their two worlds collided and how everything came up to the tragic incident that happened. I mean, if people know about this case, you already know. But for some people, if they're like, oh, what happened? Because there's some like podcasts I listen to where I'm like, oh, I've never heard this case. And I'm just like, what happened? And like some just leave you on a cliffhanger and you have to wait till like next week or whenever they upload it. It sucks because it feels like that week drags telling you okay 
So as Gypsy grew older, you know, her interest grew in boys and like dating them, talking to them, which is normal in any person because you're discovering like who you are and like what your sexuality is, whether it's just girls, boys or both. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everybody has their own path um, and everything. And Gypsy, obviously, since she was obsessed with Disney, she obviously dreamed of falling for her Prince Charming. And she found Nick and considered him to be her Prince Charming. Um, but from the very start of Nick and Gypsy's relationship, it was so intense. It was like, boom, mad truck, Mack truck, just like hit you in the face, you know? When you start dating somebody and they go, oh, what do you like to eat? Or what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite color? You know, stuff like that to get you into like the relationship, like just to get to know each other. No, theirs was not like this, which is crazy. That's why I said it just, boom, it was intense from the jump. Um, Gypsy was very open with the medical conditions early on in their relationship I'm going to read you a message that, I'm sorry, my brain, like I wanted to say and my mind just went blank when my mouth wouldn't speak. Um, so now I'm going to be telling you a message Gypsy actually sent Nick and how Nick replied to it on the Christian dating site. Like I said, that's how they started talking. She said she was no model and had a medical condition that she couldn't walk and uses a chair to get around and asked if that was a problem. She wrote in the message to Nick. Nick then responded by saying, why would it be a problem? You are an angel in my eyes. It'll never make any difference in how I see you from inside out. Okay, I'm going to get off topic a little here, guys, because that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And anybody's probably ever heard, everybody wants their significant other to be sweet at that point. Sorry if you hear my husband snoring, he's really tired and he fell asleep on my couch. So, I apologize. Um, and if you say, no, that's not sweet, then you know what? You're lying to yourself and you're lying to all these people because everybody wants eh, their significant other like that. And I don't care who you are. <laughs> Um, so when Gypsy heard this, obviously her heart melted and she got super excited. And that was just my own thing of what I thought. I'm pretty sure I nailed the head, nailed it right on. I'm pretty sure that's how she felt. She was actually super excited to have her own relationship stories to share. Um, Nips, not Nipsey, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gypsy was um was or actually confided in the neighborhood girl that lived like right across the street from her and she would actually i'm going to quote this tell the neighborhood girl about her romantic new bay and everything now i'm not going to mention the girl's name one i don't feel like that's my place um so that's that. But the neighborhood girl did tell ABC News 
that Gypsy was talking about this new guy and she was really in love with him and that they did meet through the Christian dating website. Um, one, slow down Gypsy, you don't know the guy, you never met, how do you know you love him? That, that's just mind-boggling to me, Gypsy. How do you know you love him when you guys just talk online? But you know what? People on Catfish, they fall in love with each other instantly, so I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong, you know, love, you can find love anyway, I guess. Um, so Gypsy had a secret Facebook page from her mom, you know, Gypsy and her mom did share one, but Gypsy also had a separate one, or a secret one to keep it and hide it from her mom. On her, her page, um, she did write about her new relationship, revealing how serious the new, the new romance was and everything, like how it was going. She did post, is it wrong to set your wedding date before you're even engaged? I'll answer that for you, Gypsy. Yes. Yes, it is, because you need to be engaged first before you get married. I mean, come on. You gotta be engaged or date so many, like, like a couple years before you actually want to know. Is this the guy I really want, or girl, that I really want to spend the rest of my life with without knowing them? I mean, Gypsy, that is just too, too soon. Um, but they're talking online, went actually from a PG-rated fairy tale declarations of love to actually x-rayed messages as um gypsy said she wasn't really comfortable with it at first because nick was actually allegedly into bdsm now i'm not going to sit here and explain to you what bdsm is you want to find out and you don't know what it is look it up more power to you but like i said she said she wasn't comfortable with it, but she actually did go along with it at that time. Um, she said as well that as the relationship progressed, things did get weird. I freaking bet. Because, you know, your new boyfriend or whoever is um, over here saying, hey, I'm into the BDSM and everything like that. <laughs> I bet it got real weird, I'm telling you. Um, Nick then decided to tell Gypsy that he had multiple personalities. And from there, I think Gypsy should have been like, nope, red flag. No, 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 no. That's what I would have said. Or nay-nay, as Bailey says on Facebook. Nay-nay. But no. What did she do? Instead, she decided to come up with multiple identities or girlfriends so they could match his personalities um i know there was one named candy roxy i think roxy i know candy was definitely one of them and they all went to match his personalities and we're gonna really get into one of his personalities because when i read it it was just funny so she like i said they would use different wigs and everything just so they could 
role play, and everything like that. Oh, Gypsy. Oh, my, my, my. See, if you were uncomfortable with it, if you were that uncomfortable with it, I think you probably should have just been like, yeah, this isn't what I'm looking for, um, and stuff like that. But no, she decided to actually keep going with it. So, hey, more power to you, I guess. Um, they started dating in 2012. Um, and... Then, you know, after all that, I'm not going to get into their whole depth of the relationship, but then they actually started to figure out ways that they could introduce Nick into Dee Dee. Gypsy and her mom actually went to a Cinderella, the Cinderella live action movie, and she told Nick, you know, I'll buy your ticket, you can come up and meet my mom. And we could just tell her, like, we're in love, and she'll have to accept that. But boy, was Gypsy wrong, because that's not how it went down. They even practiced what he should say. She said she'd be in a Cinderella cost dress costume type thing, and that he could open the door going, um, no princess should ever have to open her own door. So they tried to, like, rehearse it a little, a little bit, but Nick just wasn't, like, saying the things right. And she was just like, you know, why don't you just write it down? So that was probably infuriating because they would go over and over and he would still get things wrong. Um, he actually showed up late. But they actually did not meet until until 2015. So they were dating for, like, three to four years. So that's crazy to have that long of a relationship just online. I mean, if you video... If you video chat, I guess that's one thing. But it's not the same. I mean, you don't ever like it to hang out. But let's be honest, Gypsy really wasn't a normal kid. And couldn't just be like, hey, mom, I'm going out with my boyfriend. Um, because she would have shut that shit down. So, when they got to the movie, he, like I said, he was late. He actually came in and Gypsy said in the doc series that it was weird because her, it was her, her mom, and him like seeing this princess movie he didn't have kids and they were the only ones in the theater so his mom not his mom her mom thought that was creepy which i get because why why is a grown-ass man coming to see a cinderella movie beats me i have no idea and everything so her mom actually was so distracted into the movie that she actually convinced her or told her mom she had to go to the bathroom and her mom's like I can come with you and she's like no 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 I got it and her mom was like okay now this actually did happen I'm not gonna lie to you on this um they actually had sex in the movie theater in the bathroom uh I don't know about you guys um but I wouldn't have sex in a movie theater. I just feel like someone would walk in and that would just be awkward because who wants to see other people like with no clothes on and ugh, no, I just can't. So obviously, like I said, their plan for Dee Dee and Nick to meet, it just didn't work out because Dee Dee thought Nick was a creep, which I, like I said, I totally get because why is a grown man going to a 
Disney movie. But hey, all has their own. Um, I lost my spot. Um, Dee Dee did tell Gypsy to stay away from Nick because he was a weirdo. Um, Gypsy did also state that her and her mother actually had a couple of fight, had like a fight for a couple weeks, which included Dee Dee yelling, throwing things, calling Gypsy names such as bitch, slut, and whore. Um, this eventually led Gypsy in a downward, 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 word, ward, uh, downward, that, that's it, downward, spiral, and she broke down to Nick and told him actually everything that his, her mom has been doing to her, and that she could walk, and she actually wasn't sick, and she was just so, so obsessed, so upset about it, and how all the abuse she suffered at home. Nick told her that he would do anything for her and do anything to be with her. They thought about a couple of plans of how to remove Gypsy from Dee Dee's home, you know, possibly like them getting pregnant and them telling Dee Dee that, um, I'm pregnant, he's the dad, you're gonna have to get you're just gonna have to get used to it because he's gonna be in our life forever and there's nothing you can do. But that plan obviously did not work and they scrapped that first chance they got. So plan B was actually, you know, just for them to Yeah, that's right. Y'all know what's coming. For them just to uh murder. Dee Dee, and they thought that was actually the only plan that would work so Gypsy could be free from her mother. <sighs> you could have just picked her up and ran away, but I don't know. She tried that with the guy in Arkansas, and that just didn't go out as well because she found them within four hours. So maybe they thought this is the only thing because she wouldn't be able to come after us. So, oh boy. Here we go. We're about to get into the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. So, let's talk about, um, let's talk about how they, uh, led, some events that led up to, uh, them actually going forward with this plan. So, Gypsy did admit on the stand at Nick's trial that uh, she did indeed ask Nick to kill her mom for her, but Nick said it wasn't his good side because he had, since he had multiple personalities, he had an evil side. And this is where his main uh, multiple personality side I'm actually going to talk about, which I thought was funny because I laughed so hard when I was writing this down in my notes. It was crazy. Um, his evil side is actually named Victor, who is a 500-year-old, get ready for it, guys, vampire. Yep, you heard me say it correctly. I did indeed say a vampire who is 500 years old and is Nick's evil side. 
I am sorry. Whatever you were on, Nick, you need to give me some. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> but that, that is, oh, I, I just can't imagine that. It was actually known as Nick's, Nick's, like, deepest and darkest personality, quote, Gypsy said. This is what Gypsy said and how she asked Victor. Victor, will you please kill my mom for me? Because I can't do it myself. And, like, in, um... In the act on Hulu, you, like, see where she asks him. And, like, he gets this, like, huge smile. Like, oh, yes. I will so do this for you, Gypsy. Absolutely why I kill your mom. And, you know, I watched um, where Nick actually spoke out. I want to believe it was on Killer Couples. Because he's actually been pretty quiet. And he's only done, like, a handful. He said when that happened, it was just, like, an instant as soon as um either when gypsy told him that the abuse her mom was suffer was doing to her and she was suffering or something else that i can't remember he said he just like saw red because he believes that no child should actually go through that and i get that but come on victor and he was just really ha he was just really excited um so like I did say, they it, their first plan was to have her a baby. Gypsy actually told this to Dr. Phil in a 2017 interview. They did talk about trying to have a baby, but it wasn't going to happen because Nick did say they were on limited time. So that is when they decided to kill Dee Dee. So Nick did also say that Dee Dee was just a huge roadblock into their relationship, which is crazy because I don't think she actually knew Gypsy had a boyfriend because Gypsy obviously was very, very good at hiding stuff from her mom, like the computer and stuff. If she would have never probably ran away from home to live with that guy in Arkansas, she would have never knew about her using the internet and getting up and all the time and walking around and eating sweets and all that stuff when she was sleeping. So Gypsy was very sneaky. All right. So Gypsy bought Nick's plane, not plane, bus ticket from Wisconsin to come to Missouri. She supplied him the gloves and she also supplied him the knife and everything. And then told, they set the game plan, you know, we'll wait for my mom to go to sleep I'll let you in the house and you can come in and um, just do the deed and then we'll be free because that's how that happens. Okay. So our mom actually falls asleep and on June 2015, Nick arrives at her house where they carried out the murder of Dee Dee while Gypsy actually was told to go wait in the bathroom and cover her ears while he went and do the deed because she said she couldn't do it. But, Gypsy, you thought out the whole murder and you convinced your boyfriend and his 
multiple personality Victor the 500-year-old vampire to kill your mother, but you couldn't go through with it? Okay, that's mind-boggling to me right there. Um, so she did hear her mom scream for her a couple times, and then she heard shrieks, and she said it then just went quiet. And it, that was it. She, as in Gypsy, did tell 2020 that she didn't think he would actually go through with it. Really, Gypsy? Really? I mean, come on. Y'all, you knew he was going to do it or he wouldn't have agreed. Come on, Gypsy. Huh. Um, after the murder was done, Nick and Gypsy had sex in Gypsy's bedroom in her home immediately after the murder happened, according to ABC News. Then Gypsy cleaned up the blood naked because she said it was a turn-on for Nick, so she cleaned up all the blood, they got everything, wiped everything, cleaned his clothes, because I imagine he had blood on his clothes from stabbing, they just, I guess they didn't think of it. They just did the knife, did the gloves, and stuff like that. They then went to call the cab and stayed over night at Nick's motel before catching the bus back to his home in Big Bend, Wisconsin on June 14th. Um, they were actually afraid to carry the weapon on them in the bus in order, just in case they thought they would be searched or stopped. They decided to mail the blood and actually money that Gypsy, not Gypsy, that Dee Dee actually had from, you know, donations and stuff in the box and they didn't want to make it look suspicious. So they shipped it to his house. Because they just didn't want to get caught. Which, okay. That's, that makes sense. Because, you know, that's what normal people do. They, they just mailed it. That's crazy. Like, I, I just couldn't do it. But, hey. More power to you guys, I guess. <laughs> Don't know. Um, for two days, Nick and Gypsy... When, yeah, for two days they actually like lived independently. So before there was a problem, um, I guess not a problem. They just lived independently. They went to the Waffle House. They ran errands at Walmart, and you know, like one does, they went on with a normal life. After killing somebody, I guess that's just normal. That beats me, but hey, I mean. I don't know what was going on in their heads. Nobody does. When they arrived in Wisconsin on in June, her plan was to stay with Nick forever in Wisconsin, and she actually thought they might never get caught because it never crossed Gypsy's mind. I don't understand that. I mean, that's crazy. But then, a day later, 
something was actually posted to Dee Dee and Gypsy's Facebook, which they shared. And what I'm about to say actually might shock people because actually when I first heard about this case, I looked at up their Facebook because you can look it up and this post is actually still up to this day. You can't comment, but you can actually read all the comments and I actually did. So, who? Um, so this probably will be a trigger warning. If not this part, the other part that was in the comments was a trigger warning for me. And it might be a trigger warning for you. So if you don't want to listen to it, just skip like a couple seconds ahead and everything like that. Because it's crazy. So the Facebook post was, that bitch is dead. Now, like I said, you can search it. You can do all that. And a lot of people actually thought um they were hacked it was a sick joke or you know in the comments someone said it just sounded like they were watching a movie a movie and everything um that was until another comment was made under this post and it said trigger warning again and i'm reading it quote for Quote for quote of what it actually said, which is crazy. So here we go. I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud, lol. Now, that one is no longer up on the comments that I can see. I've searched from top to bottom and that one actually was removed. Which is crazy because why wouldn't you just like remove the whole post? But I'm not sure what that game plan was there. But they did remove what I just read to you in the comments. Um, but that is when actually people started to really get concerned. And noticed that this wasn't like some sick joke. It wasn't a prank. Like it was real and people got really concerned. Because nobody actually knew what was going on and you know some people said maybe the cops need to get involved and be called like someone has to do something um gypsy said they made the facebook post because they she wanted her mom to be found and not be left alone there um and everything like that and she wanted the cops to find her body said gypsy which I, I guess that, I mean, that's nice that you wanted your mom's body to be found after you and your boyfriend actually killed your mom. But hey, okay, that's good. And they actually did find her body on June 16th, 2015. Um, but what they weren't smart about it was they like turned on their like posted the location of like where it pinged from and they actually were able to trace it to Nick's house in Wisconsin and they were actually both arrested there in his house when they were staying with his family a lot of people like it's up to date would they would would they have gotten caught if they 
like made the Facebook post? Like if they never like did it, would they have ever gotten caught? And if they didn't post it, you know, it may actually actually have taken authorities longer to figure out what really happened. So them posting that and them not being smart about it was like, okay, now we have a person. Now we have a location. What's in Wisconsin? Like, wh what's there? So that actually was dumb on their part. So, and that is actually what led to the ultimate downfall of their thing. Um, they thought they'd be together together forever, but the police were able to, like I said, track that post. Um, they really only spent like, um, I think two to four days together actually. But all I really have to say is, was it worth it guys? Spending like two to four days together? Wasn't that worth it? Because y'all just kind of gave everything up when you made the post. Um, now, the neighbors and everything, like I said, Dee Dee did make people to believe that this, that her daughter was sick and she couldn't walk. And, you know, when they found out Dee Dee was dead, a lot of people were like, where's Gypsy? Like, she's handicapped. And before the police even found this, they were like, oh, she had a daughter. The wheelchairs are there, but she's not there. And they're like, no, she has all of these problems. And like I said, this is all before they found the Facebook post. So when they brought them into the interviews, like when they brought them into the police station, put them in separate interviews, you know, the cop, the one detective is talking to Gypsy and she's like, he says, your mom's dead. And like Gypsy like does this like fake act like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean she's dead? And meanwhile, in the other room, Nick is like, yeah, I killed her, like totally admitting it. And the de detective's like, you killed her and he said yeah I did and back to Gypsy you know the dad check was like okay like I know you know she's dead sweet and like calling her sweetheart and stuff and she's just trying to give up this act and it just wasn't working for her because Nick already gave it up well Nick some boyfriend you are already throw but I mean why lie because you already know you're gonna get caught so the DA wasn't, from what I found, he wasn't really pushing the death penalty on either of them. So that really was the murder and the events that led up to Dee Dee Blanchard's murder. Um, so now we're just going to go a little bit into like their charges and stuff because I feel like we should know like where they're at. And I just want to share my like thoughts and opinions because I... I personally am conflicted on the sentencing for both of them. Like, I, it's crazy to me. I mean, people can say maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I feel like we all have a, are allowed to have our own opinion, and this is my opinion. I don't know if other people agree with it, but, or, like, agree with my opinion, but that's, this is where I stand. Okay. So... Nick was actually found guilty of first-degree murder in November and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. But we're just going to come back into that into a, in a minute, if I can speak. Just hold on to that right up in your noggin. 
okay? Gypsy was actually offered a offered a plea deal with prosecutors and agreed to plead guilty to a second-degree murder charge in exchange for a 10-year sentence. Um, and, you know, like, when I first read into the case, like, I found, like, I was a little confused. Like, I was like, what? I actually, not confused, I was really conflicted. Since she did say her mother, she did plan her mother's murder and got somebody who, mind you, had a mind of a 10-year-old child convince someone to murder her mom and everything like that, but she got a lesser sentence, which, I don't know. Um, I do find myself wondering, though, you know, should they both have gotten life? Or should they both have gotten 10 years? I mean... I'm not saying, like, what Nick did was right, was right, but at the same time, he was, I personally feel like he was manipulated by Gypsy because Gypsy was taught from a young age to manipulate people, and I believe that's what she did with Nick, and he just went along with it and didn't really think of the consequences and everything like that, so Mm -hmm. it's just like a toss-up between a lot of people, I believe. And like I said, he did have a mind like of a child. Um and if he has something like that and has like all these mental problems, if you know, if Gypsy's getting out in ten years, maybe he should be placed in like a psychi- psychiatric hospital or something like that. With people who like deal with stuff like that, and for him maybe then not to ever get out of the psychiatric, but then you have to realize like is jail really the best place for him because of all the stuff he has like with the most multiple personal multiple personalities and stuff like that is prison a really good place for him and stuff like that into that so that's really what just conflicted me a lot. And I was just like, I don't know. But I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on that because everybody stands as their own. So, I mean, maybe if he was in there, he could get the help he needs, but I, I don't know. It's Like I said, that's just my opinion. And like I said, I'm not, and like I said, I'm not saying, like, let him out in a couple years. Uh, but I do truly believe that he deserves to get the help he needs because, you know, Gypsy is only serving 10 years in the Missouri, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Chilcoth Correctional Center and everything. So, I mean, and she's getting out and then she's going to be able to live her life. Is that... Is that fair? To me, no, because she is just as guilty as Nick is. I mean, yes, she went through terrible abuse and everything like that. And I get that. And I feel for that. Coming from a child who was in an abusive childhood when I was younger, but you don't see me out here like planning on murdering somebody either at the same time because I could never do that. I don't know, I just, like I said, I'm very conflicted. Um, so how Gypsy is doing in prison, 
Um, her stepmom says she's actually thriving. She actually got like another job there. She's doing photography again. She wakes up. She goes to school because her mom, I guess, homeschooled her. I just couldn't find anything up. So that is that. Um, Gypsy does feel sorry for the murders. Like, not murders, the murder of her mom. Like, she doesn't think she deserved to be murdered like that. Um, she And she didn't deserve to be murdered. But, I'm telling you. It, it was just a lot. And it's sad that she died like that. But, you know, I've read um, Dee Dee's family didn't want uh, her family's ashes and stuff. It was like, no... What are we supposed to do with these? Like, they just really hated her. Didi's family, like, I guess really hated her and just... That's just crazy. Um, they're just... It's just crazy. And I... Nick says he still loves Gypsy. And he said that if he had to think about it, he would have done it a different way. But he also, like, if the killing and stuff would happen, he said he would have planned it differently. Like, it wouldn't have went out, like, how it did. Which is crazy, because then it makes me think, okay, well, maybe you deserve to be in prison. But I I just don't know. He actually talked out a little bit since, D, since Gypsy was actually speaking out in interviews and receiving, like, I guess a little bit of fame and stuff. He just wanted that. So he spoke out about some stuff. Um, he said at 18, that's when he said he was different and he just like saw the dark side, like something in his eye or whatever. And then his evil part actually wanted out and that was Victor, the 500 vampire. He said it, um, on the night of the murder, he had an angel on one side and a devil on the other. And the angel said to take Gypsy and run. And the devil did say, this bitch is dead. And when he heard that, it just enraged him, and the dark side basically convinced him to do it, you know, normal, and everything like that, because that's what happened. So, yes, thank you guys so, so much for sticking with me on this long journey and listening to the Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard case part one and two. Um, by, I plan on uploading my next video about a murder, a serial murder in Kansas. No, it's not BTK because I'm not ready for that case yet. That case really fucked me up. It's not him yet. Um, but by your, my next podcast, I should be actually be on social media's platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, possibly Snapchat and an email set up for you guys so we can contact and thank you guys so much for listening to me today. And I really hope you share this with friends. You tell people about my podcast so we can just get the word out there about one person doing a true crime podcast just like everybody else. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me. And I hope to see you. Well, I hope you listen in the next one. See you guys.